right. I'm about to take a light tube across the back. That was oh. so hard. That sucks worse in the oh, face, dude. dude. Oh, oh. Alright, dude. <laughs> Alright, let's go clean up. Here's a science question. What is that powder inside a fluorescent tube? Yeah. And is it toxic? It is. Well, I know the answer to the second question in that statement is yes, it is toxic. Yes. There's something about the... Is it phosphorus? There's something in there that... Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, for... For all you kids out there, I think it's similar to the stuff that uh, when you're vaping for everyone's commercial during Monday oh, Night Raw, yeah. that's toxic metal in your <laughs> lungs. I think it's that same stuff. It's some of those vapors getting in your lights. I mean, it can't it can't be good for your lungs. So that's let that be a lesson, kid. Don't vape. Do hardcore wrestling instead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same effect. <laughs> now we just need the uh, Yojo one to grow on. So... I mean, it was a decent episode. I think it's probably my least favorite of the series so far. Um, no slight to Nick Gage. But, Not at um, all. Guys, t- you know, tough as hell. Yeah. Uh, here's a controversial statement. That was barely had anything to do with pro wrestling. That's that's probably true, yeah. That was a, a, that was a human interest story all the way by somebody who was just like hardcore into deathmatch wrestling, which obviously is got its roots and inspiration from pro wrestling and and look there you've had the pro wrestlers you know obviously they had the atisha onita you know the frontier martial arts we know it's the terry funk you know is a nwa legend you know world champion you know been around he did these death matches so i don't want to say that it has nothing to do with pro wrestling but you won't see this stuff mainstream like you you won't i mean how many guys have done that that made it over? You know, New Jack, like I said, he's he's yeah. a perfect example. I mean, he was as popular as it comes doing stuff that, you know, as real as it gets. But he won't get that mainstream notoriety or paycheck. And look, I don't know if they want, maybe they don't want it. Okay, so we just finished recording the podcast, and now I'm editing this part in because as soon as I hit stop record, we found out that... Hardcore legend New Jack has died. He died. 58 heart attack, you know, and we were just comparing uh, Nick Gage to New Jack, which is just amazing because, you know, that was season two of Dark Side of the Ring when they were, you know, he basically said he wanted to die in an old age home doing cocaine in a wheelchair. And it's not too far from the truth, right? Because he had a heart attack in his house, but he lived hard. He lived hard. He lived really hard. I mean, he talked about taking all these, you know, super high bumps just... Just like with a bump of cocaine, mm-hmm. ironically, and, and obviously his heart just gave out, which for somebody who basically gave not only the fans, but their opponents a heart attack, he died of a heart attack. But yeah. again, this just goes to show that there's just this underground hardcore legends that deserve the notoriety that they may not get in mainstream, but he basically, he gave his life for the love of this sport. New Jack was... The epitome of hardcore. Oh, absolutely. Not just in how he wrestled, how he lived, how he carried himself, and he lived that hardcore gimmick. Yeah, that because in in a way it wasn't a gimmick. It who he is, who he was. Yeah, right. That it was just like he was just like you know the whole thing we're talking about, just like 
beating up Gypsy Joe and just like stabbing, <laughs> you know, Hunter Red. Ah, yeah. You know, and just basically. Eric Kulas. Yeah, taking the, you know, basically liberties with mass transit. Yep. You know, in ECW, because it's just like he was the hardcore legend. Yeah. You know, and if you watch some of his promos that he did at Smoky Mountain with Jim Cornette, they were cutting edge. Oh, yeah. It was right around the OJ stuff. Oh yeah, so yeah, he was giving OJ shout outs. <laughs> yeah, shout out to OJ. Imagine, keep up the keep up the good work, yeah. my brother. <laughs> Can you imagine being in Kentucky? Yeah, as a as a black man giving OJ Simpson's a shout out, oh saying two more less to worry about. That's nuclear heat right there. That was, and it's just like, and he and he lived his gimmick. Yeah, man. So, you know, RIP to that legend. It's just like because again. He's not going to get the notoriety and and basically the praise that he deserves because all in all, if like anybody who talked to him, they were they were fond of him. If you were on the right side of him and you were trying to do business, he was okay with you. It's just like when if they try to take liberties with him, that's when it basically shit got real. Yep. So, man, yeah, sad, sad times that is just like 58. You know, we went back to the, you know, I feel like we took a break from wrestlers dying too young. And then we went back to it. But it's just like he lived like somebody who's going to not make it to 60. Yep. Yeah. So RIP to the legend. RIP New Jack. You know, but Cactus Jack broke through. John Moxley clearly did started off there but he broke through and they started and look maybe they are may i could be proven wrong you know they we had you know our first podcast was based on the exploding barbar death match which yeah. came from the death match mm-hmm. but you saw that was very very gimmicked yeah AEW has been dipping their toe in the hardcore uh yeah. pool lately even oh absolutely some of the ladies too getting in on the hardcore action oh, i mean yeah it's- that lights out match was like n- no joke but here's the thing it's just like those Death matches are not gimmicked. Yeah. <laughs> they are, you know, as we saw in the episode where David Arquette basically cut his jugular and Nick Gage just said, oh, he's just leaking a he's little. Leaking. <laughs> like, he's it's just like, do you, do you need to call a plumber? Yeah. You know, it's just like, he's just leaking a little. But I feel bad because it's just like, it comes back to, you know, again, I'm very redundant, but I'm going to say it again. The Jerry Lawler quote is just like, we used to barely touch each other, and everybody bought it. Now we beat the shit out of each other, and nobody buys it. Right. And it's just like, these guys are really, really hitting each other. Yeah, and you, I think people sometimes get it in their head that um, there's a trick to it, right? They're using uh, they're using some sort of no. gimmicked tubes, or they're using gimmicked barbed wire. Uh, no, nope. they're just like, have a high pain tolerance. Yeah, they have a high pain tolerance, and they're trying to do it... Uh, when I was training, it was, you know, we did hear the statement, you're going to get hit really hard in safe places. Yeah. But that was like with blunt force trauma of with fist or forearms or mm-hmm. dispersing impact on your back. Yeah. It's a little hard to disperse impact points when it's literally a needle, glass, or barbed wire. Yeah. You can't disperse it. And it's just really hard to gimmick it. Like even if you snip the edges off that barbed wire, you're still going to get it's cut. It's still stabby. Yeah. I keep saying it's, this. It's still it's, if stabby. You, if you cut the, cut the point off, it can still puncture your skin. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like, and they're not gimmicking this. And David Arquette found out the hardware. This stuff is not getting gimmicked. And it's just like, it's dangerous. So did you, from that footage, because um, I mean, uh, Nick Gage laid it out that they had dinner the night before and it was pretty friendly. Oh, yeah. This and that. But it looked to me like he was taking some liberties with them uh, in the ring. Oh, he 100% was taking liberties and he said it in there 
And look, that's very old school. That was, that goes back to Roddy Piper and Mr. T, mm-hmm. you know, having that, you know, gentleman's agreement. But basically the heel said, no, we're going to take liberties to protect our business. Right. And he was going to take liberties because he's like, A, because I think he just like he wanted to shoot, you know, you're not just going to walk in here. I'm going to help you get over. Yeah. You're going to earn it, mm-hmm. you know, but and. David Arquette did not enjoy those liberties being taken with him. And that's why he got hurt. Yeah. You know, it's just like, because he made a very, he made a very jerky move. It's not like Nick Gage did a new yeah, jack he, to he, yeah, Hunter he did, Red. He, he didn't, didn't stab, stab him. him. No. He, it looked like he was uh, trying to do uh, trying to do a cut on his forehead. And David Arquette didn't like that. He, he yeah, he jumped. Jer- yeah, he, he, he jerked. Yeah. He jerked away. And look, that's, you know. Pro wrestling is a dance that you basically, you know, like everybody calls you brother, brother, because it's a brotherhood. It's just like, or a sisterhood, whatever you want to call it, that there's an agreement. There's just like, I'm going to put my safety on the line for the good of the match. And I trust you to take care of me. Yeah. And what happened there is just like Arquette kind of got scared. And that's usually when things can go right. When you get right. scared, he tried to go into business for himself to try to defend himself and you're not going to do that with Nick Gage. And that's usually what happens. And look what you found out. This is why pro wrestling has worked. When it starts to look real, it doesn't look very entertaining. It just looks weird. No. It looks off-putting. Like, yeah. what just happened? Right. Not like, oh, wow, that looked really cool. Because right. that usually, that's when you're working together. When you're not working together, it doesn't it's, look cool. But yeah. it's just like, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, it's like when you see a, a video of a street fight or something. Yeah. And it just it's just sloppy and <laughs> yeah. not, not cool at all. The, the noises are weird. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And the look on both of their faces just like, oh, this really just happened. Yeah. So it's just like, look, the whole David Arquette thing is interesting because, you know, he worked really hard. That, that It was a good, his documentary was really good. Yeah. Right? It was It was very entertaining. And... I think he should, somebody should have kind of clued him into like, look, I understand. I, I appreciate you trying to get the street creds. I don't think Nick Gage was the right way to go about that. I don't know. Um, I don't remember from the Arquette documentary if he anybody was advising him or if he was just doing this on his own. I think he was doing it on his own. I don't yeah. think he had anybody. And I think he's had, you know, friendlies in the business that could have probably steered him into something a little bit more of a worked shoot yeah. than to put himself out there, you know, but look, I guess he wanted it to be real. Well, you, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it real. And just like, usually when you, ironically, the same thing David Arquette did was the same thing that Nick Gage did earlier in the night. When you're really hurt, you, you kind of get into that fight or flight mode and just like, you just get up and leave. Like, okay, I'm yeah. out of here. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah. He stabbed himself, you know, cause he stabbed himself in the lung or whatever yeah. with the light tube and he just got up and left. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a, that's a, usually a, a clear sign. Like something went south Yeah, that he's just like, okay, that's weird. He just that, left. That was a huge gash. You know, that he got there and oh, yeah, to get life lighted. Um, and you wouldn't think a, uh, light tube could do that it had the, no. that it had the the weight to stab in, into your body like that it had to be like a just the perfect storm of just like wedging up against that wood to basically become that spear in the ground yeah but yeah and to get life flighted out and die basically during a death tournament i do appreciate how 
awesome that is from a hardcore sense that you died in a hardcore death match. Yeah, the tournament of death and you died. And you died. Yeah. That's pretty legit for like a movie, but it's just like the, the, the unfortunate fact is you'll become the folk hero, but it's just like, are you going to make yourself better for this? financially or or physically financially no Mm -hmm. maybe physically absolutely not yeah notoriety underground notoriety so it's just like if look if that's what gets you more power to you i mean it's not what i enjoy watching when it was rare in the beginning when ecw started getting big and it was Mm -hmm. just something a little different yeah it was kind of but now it's just like you're at that point it's just like what else can you do like how many fluorescent tubes can you have like how many tubes were broken in this just in this episode alone? in this episode who yeah. knows i don't even like yeah and then just like they line them up and it's just like okay we're gonna stack 50 tubes high right and we're gonna jump off they, a u-haul they truck. even had two two guys on the side holding up the tubes yeah. <laughs> like you they, know they're they gonna get that spot with people in the ring yeah. holding the tubes and my issue with with that is just like what i used to enjoy and look i did it i did a pretty fun spot where I, we fought onto a stage. I got body slammed into one of those four wheel dollies and I got rolled off a ramp down the stage, but it was cool. Cause it was a false count anywhere. And we were picking up this stuff up that was just kind of randomly there. The, the, the light tubes clearly are going to come into place and just like, they're already in the match. So there's right. no suspense of just like, whoa, where did that come from? Right. So you know that's just like and what was his name? Thumbtack Jack. Thumbtack Jack. He just then he just started randomly <laughs> kicking them. And it was just like and I and look, this is more of just like it's getting less into the pro wrestling and more like a you know, kind of a punk rock, you know, mosh pit. Yeah. You know, perform it's performance art. You know, yeah. I'll give it it is a performance and it is it's harder than regular professional wrestling. Surely. Because I just like, yeah, I'd rather get dropped flat on my back than have a tube of a light tube broke over my head. Yes. You know, I'd, I'd rather get chopped in the chest and all this stuff that you can kind of, you can recover from this other stuff a lot easier. But, but think about this. It's just like they've had guys like this. It's just part of it. I mean, Abdullah the Butcher, you know, he walked around with a, a fork and stab people, but he's been doing that since the seventies. Yes. So he would have been the guy, but he able to, he kind of made a career out of it. But the thing about him is, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he was like very Freddy Krueger, like where it's just like, he would have little razor blades type, you know, taped into his fingers and oh, he really? would, he would slice everybody. Really? Yeah. So do like was, a Wolverine slice. Yeah. Across so he chest. wasn't necessarily gigging you with, the fork, he would he would work the fork shot, but he was using a shared razor and just basically slicing anybody that comes near him. Wow. Uh, there's a pretty uh, infamous story. I bet you can find a YouTube video of it of just like basically, Bruiser, I think it was Bruiser Brody that was breaking Lex Luger, early Lex Luger into the business of just like basically, and he did something very similar that it was just like he was, and it was in a cage match mm-hmm. and he was basically going to, teach Luger a lesson and he started cut and Luger legit saw what was happening, climbed out of the ring and got the hell out of there and just like escaped. So, I mean, it's not, this isn't new to professional wrestling, but it's definitely been shunned by that mainstream wrestling that these, these guys, unfortunately people like new Jack and Nick Gage, they're super famous because of the internet, but they'll never be like, 
the Hall of Famers. Will they even get a job at AEW? Maybe. I mean, I may, you know, John Moxley was there. Is he going to throw him a bone? But maybe an appearance, huh? Especially after the episode. Yeah. That, I mean, he could do that. And just like, here's the question that I'm asking you Do you, can he work? Can Nick Gage we work? We didn't get a sense of that. Mm-mm. All I, we saw was he can definitely take He's tough punishment. as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he can take a punch. Absolutely. I think you can hit him with a cinder block and he would be. But it's just like, is that going to be as good as just like tackle, step over, drop down, get it again, watch the drop kick? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to just be punch to the mouth, <laughs> light bulb, stapler? Yeah. <laughs> I see your backdrop and I call a stapler. Yeah. So I think there, and I don't want to say I'm anti death match. I think there's a place for it. But again, this goes all, this goes back to what's wrong with wrestling right now it has to feel special and it has to make sense i want and you know i know art is very subjective and some people are fine with art not making sense but i want it to make sense i want okay if you're gonna have a death match then lead up to that death match yeah i mean it art this is this type of art has to be telling a story Mm -hmm. that's the thing and that's what's important you know and like you said when you see the tubes in the ring already okay they're going to get used. Yeah. They're going to come into play. You know that's coming. You know, it, when 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 a wrestler, um, you know, rolls out of the ring, digs under the ring, and pulls out a, an object, you know, that's that, that, that feels right. Yeah. But if it's already in the ring and they're just like right. it's already gimmicked and ready to go, it's just like, man, it's just like, ah, I just don't want all that stuff in my back. But it's just like I wouldn't want to do it. And, I, and again, look, I'm, again, I'm not anti- and I'm not anti-death match. I would say I'm even more anti-whatever the hell is happening for three hours on Monday Night Raw than what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that there, there's something in the middle, and the best wrestling is happening somewhere in the middle. Because, yeah. look, a lot of people in the business have a lot of heat with Jim Cornette. I personally love his his views on it, and I think if somebody would listen to him and it would bring it back closer to reality than what it is now. But he, and people are like writing it off, like, no, you're just trying to make it like bygone errors. Look, Jim Cornette blew out both of his knees in a scaffold match, and he fell off that scaffold, and uh, Big Boss Man didn't catch him. Yeah. And so he, he, he by far is not anti hardcore wrestling. He's anti doesn't make sense. Yeah. Just like don't, don't staple somebody in the forehead. If it doesn't make sense, right? If make it sure, makes sense, sure there's a memo yeah, there. Make it make sense. Stapling. Look, man, Jerry Lawler was the king of throwing fire in people's face. Right? Did he do it? Every, this would be the equivalent of like if Jerry Lawler came out and threw fire in your face as an opening spot, mm-hmm. or and he just went out there and he started throwing fire in everybody's face and yeah. started throwing fire in his face. Every, you know, everybody that around there is like fire for you, like fucking Oprah throwing out cars. <laughs> you get fire. You get fire. You get fire. <laughs> it just wanted to make sense. And it's just like when wrestling doesn't make – if it's just there for the sake of going there, you're going to run into what ECW ran into. People are just going to want more and more. And look, man, I just can't explain that feeling when people are cheering for you. It'll make you – it gives you a superpower. Yes. So when those people are – when chanting like that, you don't feel pain. Yeah. I can tell you firsthand that there's something about – People chanting jump or do it or just like, you know, one more match, all that stuff that truly does fire you up like nothing you do. So when these guys, it's forcing them to raise the game and they're losing, 
they're getting caught up in the momentum and they're almost blacking out and forgetting that it's just like we do need to tell a story, but they're just getting too excited. Yeah. Too overly excited. And then they'll all of a sudden coming out with, you know, a shopping cart with a stop sign in it and just mm-hmm. like, this is all going to get used. <laughs> and it's getting the wrong type of energy on there. But you can get that type of energy and still control it. Make it a controlling, control the crowd, control the story. And that's what the best wrestlers who drew the most money and had the most notoriety they found a way to control the chaos yeah instead of just letting the crowd just go and then the crowd is back at that point like stuff like that the crowd is running the match more than you are running the match yeah and then you get someone like hogan who gets tons of heat and and maybe deservedly so i don't know but all i know is hogan controlled the match at wrestlemania with the rock changed the finish, changed everything, and made something happen because he realized what the crowd was doing, and he said, we have to call an audible and control this situation, and we'll make magic. And that's what you need to find, or else you're going to have basically the crowd call on the spots. Right. It's just like, don't let the crowd call the spots. You control them. Ric Flair still controls crowds, whether he's in an airport or on TMZ or on a commercial. Mm -hmm. He finds a way to control. No one's ever going to control him. Roddy Piper, no one was ever going to control him. So it's not what they're doing is is wrong with this death match. It's just like, you control it. And that's, you know, just like a good storyteller, a good screenwriter, a good director, control the people that are watching and they'll still do it, you know, you know, they'll get into it just as much or else it'll just turn into like chaos. His MDK gang, dude, that's just chaos and it's great and it's electric. And, you know, like Moxley said, Vince McMahon would kill to have one person that connects with an audience. And he's, he's, it's right. That's 100% right. Nick Gage does have something that he connects with that audience, but what he needs is just like somebody would like, almost like a baby rattlesnake who doesn't know how to control the amount of venom that he sinks into his victims. Right. He needs a, an older rattlesnake to say, don't use all your venom in one place. Right. He can't. And he just sinks in and just lets it go because he never, you know, he never went to, he mixed it up with other territories and got in there. It's just like, he's just like, he's a tornado and he's a force. That's what you would call him. He's, he's a force in this underground death match of pro wrestling. But I don't know. Did you ever do any backyard wrestling? I mean, as a as a younger wrestling fan? Um, I mean, you know, I would not say anything like that. Sure, me and my cousin used to try and do spots. We were real, way into the Heart Foundation back when... Uh, oh, giving each other heart attacks. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. But, you know, nothing like that. Or, you know, sometimes you'd get in the bounce house and you'd uh, you'd be doing oh, wrestling yeah. spots. Uh, but no. no, no, no setting up a ring in the backyard oh, and trying to... Yeah, we we did all the mattresses, and we set them up in the basement, and right. down the ramp and runway was throwing each other down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I don't like there. It used to be the term backyard wrestler was considered a bad term, and I always thought that was a little unfair, just because now a lot more people were doing it, and now you had video cameras, and it was a lot easier because now you're on your phones and everyone's doing. It. But let's face it, man, Mick Foley was doing it. A lot of these guys who. You don't get into wrestling because you're just like, well, this looks like a really sensible industry that I can make some money. You get into it because you're a fan, and yeah. you more than likely were doing it with your buddies. Yeah. So, you know, when I was talking about earlier, just saying back, I'm not saying that disparaging at all. We, you get in there as a 
as a fan because you want to do, but then you're just like, okay, there's stages to this. Right. And then you kind of, but he definitely still had, he just like, he always, he just found a way to elevate that backyard wrestling to make him get into that cult status. But it's unfortunate that it's just like his body is paying more of a price than his bank account's going to show for. And I don't mean to make it sound like it's all about money, but cause it's, he's basically accepted it. I'm okay with being a cult hero and I'm going to die young. Yeah. You know, it's just like, cause there's some great backyard wrestlers out there that do some great spots that you'll never hear of. And you know, you'll see them on YouTube videos, but that'll just be the end of it. And I, and that's a shame because there is real talent there. The Hardys were backyard wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I wrestled, I think I told that story. It was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I was, I was an extra on one of the WWE shows, but there was like four people and somehow they saw, one of my Dallas matches and stuff. And I remember them telling me like, Oh, we were trying to do that thing you did in Dallas where you just like, you basically sat in the rope and then like did them. It was just like a split leg moonsault. And I was like, where did you do that? They're like, Oh, we did it on our car. I was like, <laughs> what? It's like, yeah, we did it on our car. It's just like, but the ropes are, will bounce. Your car won't bounce. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, that's that, that was my first foray into like, wow, this is like, do not try this at home. It's like, no, it's more like, yeah, give this give this a try at home. <laughs> Shout out to those guys though, because it was a blizzard that day, and I ended up with a flat tire, and I was just like, and I was so sore and tired, and they actually changed my tire for me. Oh wow! <laughs> and I felt like such a like wow. It was just like I was basically enhancement talent, man. I was I was I was chum. Yeah. And they were just like they were basically like, oh, you were in that ring. That was cool because they're just like when you do that backyard, you do dream of making it to like that those big shows and sure. having those big audiences yeah. on there. So I feel bad for like the Nick Kate cause I have a feeling that he'll probably, like you said, he's going to die youngish and he won't get the notoriety that he probably deserves, you know, if he can find a way to control that chaos, but he'll, it's not like all of a sudden he's going to end up in like the hall of fame. Yeah. You know? So he'll live on for, if you're cool, if there's like a YouTube hall of fame for, you know, for these, you know, underground legends. Yeah, could it be he's ten, 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 is he trending on Twitter right now? That's the thing, right? Yeah, I, I bet he's trending right now. Yeah, so that'll kind of. I think that'll. Uh, I'm sure help. searches for Nick Gage are up. Yeah, they definitely have to be up. But it, I mean, I guess I would feel more bad for the the Nick Gages out there, or maybe Thumbtack Jack. What about Thumbtack? <laughs> Whatever Jack? happened to Thumbtack? What ha- Jack? I mean, I want to search Thumbtack Jack because <laughs> what a great name, <laughs> Thumbtack Jack. And dude, from it was just Germany. Like, yeah, from Germany too. It's just like, man, there's that's just what a thing to unpackage. That almost seems like a villain in a Will Ferrell movie where <laughs> send Thumbtack Jack, <laughs> an Austin Powers type deal. It's just like, wow. But maybe we start an underground wrestling Hall of Fame just to kind of give these guys some sure, variety because yeah. that would be cool. Because there's a lot of people that'll never get the notoriety they deserve. Because look, as as a as a former pro wrestler and you know, we're all like, you're an artist too. You understand this. Uh, you want to be appreciated and you know, you're not going to be appreciated more than when you're gone. And I, I feel, I appreciate what they're trying to do. And I feel like there should be something that appreciates these guys, you know, the him or, and it sounds bad. Cause you're just like they, you know, he's just, went to jail and he robbed a bank and it was just like, but he's a convicted bank yeah, robber. Yeah. So I don't know. He has the same, but then again, we watched, you know, last season basically 
knew Jack said, this guy's trying to try me, and he stabbed him like 10 <laughs> times, went to jail for that. And I think then he the- stabbed multiple people, <laughs> yeah. be- beat up a 75-year-old oh, man. Oh, that guy. Well, I don't know. What was Judo Joe? or I think it was the- Buffalo Joe or yeah. something. <laughs> I don't know. Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe. It's just like, what a great, that's an old school wrestling name. Gypsy sure. Joe. He even looked like it, but it's just like, wow, these are just like, these guys went to jail and it's just like, they found, you know, the best thing, you know, we talked about this in, in pro wrestling is when you mix reality with your storytelling. And these guys, like they mixed it into their story where Hunter Red's like, Hey dude, you know, I know you stabbed me, but let's turn it into a work. And you chased <laughs> yeah. me all over Florida. And he's like, sure. All you got to do is get me out of jail. Yeah. And then he's like, I never went back to Florida. Again. <laughs> but you had a little bit of here with just like Nick Gage. And it's just like, he died in a tournament of death match. Yep. Right. And then yeah. he, he went to prison and it's just like twice. No one, yeah. No one's going to d- doubt his toughness and like his ability to, you know, handle pain yeah and you saw how um he came out and he was a monster oh he, yeah. he went in and he had the whopper junior body and he came <laughs> yeah. in he came in he came out he was a monster man yeah he had whopper biceps after that he was just like he definitely got that he got on that that prison workout there too but and props to his girl like the ride or die man you told oh, me yeah. it's just like his girl is ride or die yeah she was yeah she definitely had that feel of just like I can totally see you in the front row at every single match. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And not even acknowledging that that's her guy, you know, probably spit in his face and then say, good job tonight. Because <laughs> she, she's never going to break kayfay. Yeah. Because she even said, I don't normally go to the back, but when he was set on fire, I broke my rule. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if she was there for the, uh, the stabbing with the tube. No, man, and that life flight out of there was just like, well, it was just like, yeah, the, they couldn't get the ambulance in the cornfield. Yeah. It's just like, man, everything about that is just like, it's a fascinating story. But again, I still stand by this. just like very little pro wrestling per se in this, but a fascinating human interest story of just like, what is wrong with this? He is an interesting human, that's for sure. Yeah, interesting. That's um, what we'll call that interesting it's human. kind of like, uh, you know, no slide to him, but probably somebody you don't ever want to run into. <laughs> no way. This dude is just like, he will, he lives his gimmick. There's, yeah. There's no, you can't be that and not live your gimmick. I, I mean, he his gimmick is he's Nick Gage. Right. I'm fucking Nick Gage. Yeah, exactly. It's just like Ric Flair has to live with everyone yelling woo the rest of his life. But man, Nick Gage is the guy that... Someone might try to hit with a light bulb because they might try to test him, but I wouldn't test him. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not. I, even in my prime days, I you don't test someone like that because if they're willing to do that to themselves, what are they going to do to you? No <laughs> kidding. But you know, it was just, it was an interesting episode to say the least. But we'll see. We'll see uh, what what the future holds for for Nick Gage, or if that's this was it. If this if he peaked out. Uh, but enjoy that mattress because apparently. What was the deal with the mattress again? Apparently, so David Arquette asked for the footage, and Nick Gage said, "I'm I'm about that money." Mm-hmm. So, but you can't pay for footage when it's a documentary, or maybe they didn't have it in the budget. I don't know. 
Uh, and then Courtney Cox basically negotiating where instead of giving him money, she got him a brand new king size mattress. Right. <laughs> How do you get from cash to mattress? I don't know. I would have liked to see in the rest. Hey, of mattresses that are expensive. They man. are super. That's expensive, a major man. purchase when you, when you uh, have to go yeah, down to the mattress just, firm. Exactly, and it's just like, did he ask for like? You look, I, you know, I had a light tube in my lungs, so I might need one of them avocado mattresses <laughs> that are like 5G's. <laughs> Either that or David or Kat just had an extra mattress laying around. Yes. Just like, were, were, were we going to use this? No. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we'll use it as currency. Yeah. This is definitely the Mad Max of documentaries. Mattress is now currency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I don't know. Uh, again, Probably not my favorite episode of the series so far. Hardcore wrestling matches. I just I don't know. They've they they disturbed me a little bit. Well, yeah, because they, they're because they're basically real. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no uh, there's there's not a lot. Of, it's a different type of art. Yeah, you're gonna just you're gonna get just a lot of blood, and you can't not bleed in these matches. Like there's no such thing as no blood. And it, look, it used to be a big deal when somebody was bleeding. Too much blood is. Is not compelling. Yeah, know? I feel like AEW is doing a little too much color lately. Yeah, and they yeah, and, and that's going to be a problem because then when someone bleeds, it doesn't mean anything, you know. Because here's the thing: how long do you think in that audience before they realized that Nick Gage really was hurt when he was really basically bleeding out of his side? Oh, uh, geez, I don't know. No idea. I mean, fucking Thumbtack Jack came out already covered in blood. <laughs> like, he was already bleeding. It's just like, pre. what you just well, like? Well, they, pre- they were doing, they had to do multiple matches oh, throughout the day. So. so they just left the blood on. Yeah. So it's just like, at that point, does the blood mean anything if you already come out bleeding? Yeah. And then the blood meant nothing when he, because then I'm like, no, he's cut. Yeah, okay, keep going. No, he's really cut. No, keep going. No, he's really, really, really cut. Like, yeah. He was just, how could you even tell? Yeah. And look, except that he got up and he walked away. Yeah, you just saw that leak, though. He sprung a leak. It was coming out <laughs> like a, a That was like a faucet. He's leaking. Yeah, that, that was, was a lot, man. It was bad. And then for him to flatline like that. But, man, dying in a tournament of death is impressive. Yeah. I mean, people got their money's worth, I <laughs> guess. Yeah. I saw Nick Gage die. <laughs> <laughs> in a cornfield. Right. <laughs> that was straight out of a horror movie. Right. 